Hello and welcome to the Karate Laugh Podcast. The okay, I guess we're is just that gonna how we're do... doing that. I guess that's what we're doing. This is okay. the uh, second to last episode of the year. Yeah, coming to a close of season one. The last <laughs> episode of the regular school year. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be the postseason next week. Yeah, technically next week is finals weeks. If well, if you're a student and you didn't know that. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. But, yeah, that'd be, uh, oh, man, yeah. just drop out at that point, honestly. Yeah. Like, if you don't know that finals are next week. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be granted, I didn't know until today when my finals were. I still knew next week right. was finals week. It's not that important, your actual <sighs> schedule. It's not like you got classes to go to or anything. This is the Crowdy Laugh Podcast. Yeah, welcome to the Crowdy Laugh Podcast. AJ Marie and Colin Mays are coming to you live from 88.9 Flying Scots Radio right here in beautiful Edinburgh University. Now, for everybody who's new to the show, Colin here is going to explain to you what the show is all about. Hi, my name's Colin. Uh, we know that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, so on this show, uh, I'm the resident optimist and AJ is the pessimist. And when I say that, I mean uh, AJ thinks that the world is uh, on a decline. It's, the, you know, society's going downhill real fast. Not good. World's bad. Not uh, good. But my opinion, uh, I think that there's a lot of good stuff, and that's what my job is. Uh, I'm going to point out all the good news stories that are going on in the world. Uh, and AJ is going to tell me all the bad news stories. So that's what our show's about, if you haven't listened before. But before we get into the news, Colin, how was your weekend? My weekend? Yeah, well, first, let's. Eh, how was your Monday? Then we'll go My into Monday. weekends. Yeah, how was your Monday? My Monday was pretty okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I got a lot of homework done. Uh, I have an exam coming up. Not even a final, but I have an exam this week. <laughs> oh, I'm the same way. Um... My Monday was interesting. I yeah. went to go give blood to save lives and get free food. Good, yeah. Did you get free pizza? I did. It was p- cold the yeah. way I like it. Um, but I like I'm it in cold. there. The power went off twice because I don't know if oh. anyone was aware. There was like a tornado watch warning That's here right, yeah. yesterday. Yep. So the power goes off right when I walk into the uh, building where it is. Mm-hmm. And then it literally, no joke, the power goes off a second. Before the nice lady was about to put the needle in my arm. Oh, And I was like, I'm starting to regret this. I'd be like, oh, God. I was like, is the free pizza and pretzels worth it? In the end, I decided yes. So I gave away my plasma and my blood. Did you get a free T-shirt? No. Oh. No. Um, I was was so proud of myself, though, because everyone else who was there, like, I was given, like, the super awesome thing, like, the double cell blood thing i've done it before the thing that's you know the thing that the big boys do yeah everyone else there was just giving blood you know like like weaklings (laughs) and they were all like passing out and they're like i can't feel anything and it was like here move your legs i was just in there it's like so how's the weather oh lol this ha 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 want to hear a funny joke (laughs) i think they were glad when i left yeah because i was being very yeah very annoying to the others like it (laughs) but it was fun but mike how was your weekend colin my weekend was pretty uneventful but it was it was a nice weekend. I, mm. I don't have much to say. My weekend, Colin, was horrible. Yeah. Oh, you no. should know why. Yeah, I should. I don't really remember. Well, Colin, on Friday, we oh. did a certain little experiment. Oh boy. We're just gonna bring. I'm just gonna bring it up. Yeah, I'm go never ahead. gonna let this yeah. die. Go ahead. So apparently, according to the internet, we had a mutual friend of no. ours. Okay, start the story from the very beginning. I'm not gonna say from the very beginning. There's too much, and we only have right. so much time. That's true. So let's just say things came to a foot, and Colin was so dead set. <laughs> okay, that's a lie. Colin is not. <laughs> that is not true. He okay. gave me a death stare. Do you want to explain it? <laughs> okay, here's what happened. Okay, let's let Colin explain it. A friend of ours said that I was more attractive than AJ. Lies. AJ, li- that is not lies. No, I'm saying her opinion is a oh, lie. Okay. <laughs> uh, AJ lost his marbles about it, and he said, hey, 
friend of ours. Why don't you put a post on Facebook with a picture of me and Colin, and then we'll let people decide who's more attractive. Right. And I was like, that seems kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. But I agreed. We so, also put this on other, you know, like Snapchats, yeah, Ask on, Me's, you yep. know, all the things that the kids are using. Yeah. Ask.me. So, and uh, AJ unfortunately lost that competition. Apparently, if, it, if we could call it a competition, really, it wasn't. It, it didn't wasn't really meaningful. It was just sort of a dumb little thing. Apparently, Colin is just you know uh, a ten <laughs> out of ten beauty goddess, and on my best day, I'm a, I'm a goddess. A, yeah, Thank and on you. my best day, I'm just like a seven. <laughs> on average, I'm a six. Well, a lot of people said that since you shaved your head, it was less less appealing. Don't you pity me? I'm not pitying you. I'm pointing out something that people said. No, I want I want to feel bad. And I want to have a victim complex for the rest of my for the school year. That's the whole plan here now. That's a good idea. My my ego and self esteem has been shattered thanks to you. You're welcome. <laughs> I didn't do anything. You're <laughs> all I did. You have a comply. nice bone structure. That's what you did. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <sighs> but anyway, I want to get into some news stories. Yeah, let's start doing our actual show. I think you should. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I think you should start since you know we've had this little sad sad moment. At least for me, it's been sad okay. for me. I think you've been indifferent. But, I'm pretty uh, indifferent. Let's, uh, you know, let's get some happy, happy Colin news going real yeah, quick. Yeah, let's go. Woo! All right, so I have a bunch of different stories today. We'll pick out some out of the... Oh, that ended abruptly. Oh, what? Well. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we'll pick out the music the doesn't ones. defy you, Colin. You defy the music. Okay, so what do you want first? Uh, do you want the space, the weekly space story first, um, a different science story, or just a good, nice, positive story? So let's just do the nice positive story first, buddy. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that one first. Uh, we'll just wait here for a second since the signal in this uh, studio is pretty slow, and uh, I have to wait for this web page to load as a reference while I talk about it. Oh, my goodness. Um, so Microsoft co-founder pledges $30 million towards, towards housing homeless people in Seattle. Bill Gates? No, the co-founder. His name is uh, Paul Allen. Okay. And he has just changed the lives of hundreds of people already by pledging $30 million to permanent housing for the homeless of Seattle. Um, so. I didn't even know that Seattle had homeless people. You didn't know that? No. I think everyone has homeless people, AJ. I thought they all just lived in the Space Needle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? Yeah, they is that what that in. is? Oh no, it's a restaurant. My bad. <laughs> right? It is a restaurant. Yeah, I think so. That's what I Carly at taught least me. There, at least there's a restaurant in it. What is it? It's a big tower thing. It's pointy. <laughs> I don't know. No it's wonder just... they have homeless people. They're making <laughs> weird structures for no reason. <laughs> um. So the facility is expected to permanently house over 100 low-income and homeless residents from around Seattle. Um. Mayor Ed Murray uh, says... No relation to Bill. This, <laughs> yeah, probably not related. They could be brothers. Who knows? Uh, this comprehensive approach is exactly what we need to fund. Uh, it is the kind of thing that makes a difference, and you're very right, Ed Murray. Um, there's a lot of arbitrary details here, but I don't think we need to go into it too much. You got the general gist of it. Yeah, it makes... Isn't that pretty nice? Yeah, it makes me feel a little good. You know, it makes me feel good. Thank makes you, me feel Paul bad Allen. that we need to uh, rely on the... Char- charitable ideas of the rich to help with, you know, low-income and homeless people. But, you know, it's better than nothing. Hey, that's a good point. But you know what? 
I think that this shows that there are good people in the world, and even if things aren't going great, there's always people who are going to help. I mean, I guess. So there. <laughs> well, Colin, um, I'm going to start my first story of the day. Okay. It's going to be political episode with AJ today. Isn't it always? No. <laughs> yeah. It's the only yeah. thing I know, Colin. <laughs> That's true. I know that. Just like, like the only thing I know is like science. I know that stuff. and like sports. Yeah. That's all I know. Um, so anybody who voted for Donald Trump, I think I feel confident in myself. Oh, by the way. The opinions expressed on the Cardio Lab <laughs> podcast are only the opinions of AJ Marie and Colin Mazur and do not reflect the opinions of anyone or the institutions here at 88.9 Fine Scots Radio or Edinburgh University. Um, so with that said, yeah, I'm pretty confident in saying that Donald Trump has betrayed his voters. Go on. Well, <laughs> I remember during the presidential campaign, Donald Trump saying that he was going to... Um, Fight for the little guy and stick mm-hmm. it to the Wall Street goons mm-hmm. and clear the sw- clean the swamp and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, a few days ago, last Friday, I believe, Trump proposed his um, tax plan. Yeah. Now, to be clear, it's not the actual tax plan. It's a one-page outline of what he hopes to have in his tax plan. Okay. And let me talk about some of the most major points in it. This is all coming from the Hill. An elimination... Of the estate tax, I'll get into all these more individually, okay. bringing down corporate taxes and an elimination on taxes on, um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, <clears throat> my throat, and an <laughs> exemption on, um, on stocks that was implemented okay. under Obamacare. Now, I'm going to yeah. talk about each of these individually. Okay. Now, first off, the estate tax. If nobody knows what the estate tax is, it's basically taxing money that rich people give to their children when they're dead. Oh, okay. I don't honestly, in my personal opinion, I can't think of a better group of people to tax than dead rich people. Yeah, because they're dead. They're dead. And uh, they have lots and lots of money that they don't need now. And here's the thing. This law only pertains to people making over $5.2 million a year. Okay. And uh, the state tax is about 16%, a tax on about 16% of your um, of the money that you leave to your children is taxed. It seems like a lot, but there's, I mean, if you're making that much, then there's a lot more money than that that's being given in the, anyway. But. I don't think that's a lot. That's your, I mean, this is a party, the Republican Party is a party that, from what I understand, is always about, you know, lift your up, yourself up by your bootstraps and right. don't expect a handout. right. And to me, this sounds like a bunch of little Paris Hiltons mm. um, are expecting a handout from rich mommy and daddy when they die. And they're still going to get it, a lot of it, for doing nothing else than being the child of two rich people, mostly. True. Okay. Um, and now that's gone. It was The estate tax is estimated in the next decade to raise about $275 billion wow. for the federal government. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. Which would be put right into the military, probably. <laughs> Maybe. Well, here's the thing. With that gone, we're going to have to, you know, front that bill now. So expect I guess so. other things to go up. You'll see your little gas tax go up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a sales tax hike. Income taxes will go up. Loopholes will be lost, something like that. Or they're going to cut things for your school, cut things for your military. It's It's never, you know, I guess what bothers me about this is that we, we, we put – 
the um, well-being of the very few mm-hmm. from the well-being of the most. We You watched Wrath of Khan last yeah. week, correct, for the first time? Yeah, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. How would you like that movie, one? by the way? I liked it. It was very it was good. good. Yeah, yeah, pretty good movie. Really enjoyed um, it. And this isn't hurting anybody. You could make the argument that the estate tax mildly harms the Paris Hiltons of the world who are expecting to get their payout when their parents die, but they're still going to get a decent amount of money, Mm -hmm. millions of dollars for doing nothing. Right. It also lowers the corporate tax to about 15%. Now, right now, the corporate tax rate is nominally... 35%. 35%. Now, that is the highest tax rate in the in the world, mm-hmm. and that's what most people use as a talking point. But the actual active tax rate, the effective tax rate, is about 12% Okay. through loopholes, deductions, and all that. So we're going to be taking what is essentially already the lowest tax system. Mm-hmm. We're going to lower it to 15%, and if we don't remove those deductions and all that, then we're going to have an even lower tax rate. For corporations. And that is also going to be, um, you know, that bill is also going to be um, passed on to you, to me, to our kids, mm-hmm. to retired people through cutting things, raising small, you know, the term is regressive taxes. That would be like mm-hmm. a sales tax, and right. a capital gains tax. And it's it's pathetic. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think most Donald Trump voters were expecting this when they voted for him. Mm-hmm. Um. In fact, I think most of them were hoping that he was going to, you know, stick it to the big wigs right. or the fat cats in those areas, but they unfortunately haven't. Um, now, I mean, what I can say so far about everything that I've read, um, like every article that I have read that has had to do with uh, decisions that uh, President Trump has made so far, um, have mentioned something about him doing the opposite of what he said he would do during his campaign. And I'm not a fan of Donald Trump, but I can understand why someone would vote for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. I honestly can. Yeah. I'm not one of those people who, like, I'm not a liberal who was like, well, if you just vote for Donald Trump, that's because you're racist and stupid. No. Yeah. I believe there are actually general reasons that people voted for him. They were angry. Mm -hmm. They were um, unwell Mm -hmm. when it came to the financial situation. They were uneasy about the future for their children. And Donald Trump promised to help all that. Yeah, and it's so far nothing. What do we got? We got interventions and wars that he said we weren't going to do. Yep. We have um, this right here with this tax plan. Mm-hmm. We have a health care plan where he promised he was going to cover everybody that didn't cover everybody. Now, fortunately, most of his things so far that he's proposed haven't passed. Um, most experts on the subject think that his tax plan at this point won't even pass. So I guess that's a good thing, for my opinion at least. Um, I want Donald Trump to come back with something more that he promised people. So far, the only thing that he seems to have any interest in that he kept is the border wall. And even still then, that hasn't, you know, had a big, um, there ain't much there for the border wall so far on what people wanted. So that's my first story of the day. What else do you got for me, Colin? Uh, So this is, this is a story uh, from, what website is this from? Science News, something. something, Oh boy. ScienceNews.com or something. Uh, and it says Congress has finally reached a deal on spending bills for the 2017 fiscal year, which ends on yes. the 30th of September. Um, we and almost had a government shutdown last week. I don't even think anybody knew that. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so the reason I am picking this story is because it talks a little bit about um, 
how science fairs, uh, F-A-R-E-S, not how science is going to do with the new budget deal. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, yeah, not what? science. I, was like, I realized I that... was like, the government's getting involved in like my high school science yeah, that's fair. Not what that's I meant. weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, overall the deal staves off major cuts for federal science, uh, agencies that Trump had requested last month. So last month, our gracious president was planning cuts, uh, to the federal science agencies. Uh, but this deal has gotten rid of, those cuts and oh, that's nice. a few including national institutes of health and nasa science programs actually receive increases with this budget deal so i thought that was pretty cool because um, you know i like science stop I like putting me money towards it stop me if this is one of your stories but did you hear how spacex the uh, private um space company led by i forget that rich guy's name but they launched a satellite and not satellite but it was like some sort of like thing that was in conjunction with one of the america's surveillance agencies mm-hmm yeah, so maybe that's why this, you know, these cuts weren't implemented. Maybe. Yeah, perhaps. Um ba, 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 That's my spending. favorite senator, Senator ba, ba, ba. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh total spending on R and R and D. What wait? R and D. What is that? Uh I believe it's uh something in development. Okay. Recreation and development. I don't think it's recreation. Something. I don't know. But it's going to rise $155.8 billion for the fiscal year. $155.8 billion? Yeah. That's we should figure out what amount. R&D stands for. Uh, yeah, you should get on that. If it's going up that much, because I'm interested now. But, uh, wow, this is a much longer article than I actually <laughs> care about. Okay. So is that it? That was the main point. All right, I now I'm going to get into a very... This is my relatively angry story for the day. Oh, boy, let's go. The rage is going to come out. I'm ready. Like, you know, rage from my nasally um, allergy-infested body. Oh, are you nasally? I'm nasally. I'm allergy. I don't always sound like this. Oh. Do I? You don't really sound like that today. Oh, my God. I didn't notice. I'm going through, like, a crisis now, then. Anyway, so, President Obama. Remember that guy? Who? Oh, right, yeah. Barry Obama? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Barack Very. Obama will be giving a $400,000 speech wow. to Wall Street investors. About? A paid speech. Oh, we don't know what it's about, Colin. It's going to be a closed-door speech, you know, much like what Hillary Clinton did. Where'd the money come from? Uh, the Wall Street brokers will be giving it to him. But why? Because this is what politicians do, Colin. This is what they always do. They go and do these paid speeches, and then, oh, who would have known? It seems that they are doing something that the people who paid them for a speech eight months ago wanted to happen, just out of coincidence. (laughs) So President Obama is going to be getting a $400,000 check to give a speech at a health care conference hosted by Cantor Fitzgerald, a capital investment firm. So, you know, the little guy, really, you know, capital (laughs) investment firms. Yeah, and no, he didn't even all. need to do this. It's this is honestly disgusting. Um, he has a sixty-five million dollar book deal in the works right now. Yeah, and yet he's doing this. All I hear on the news from high people in the Democratic Party, like Debbie Washman Schultz, um, um, Deborah Brazil, all these people, 
is that how President Obama at the po- at this moment is still the leader of the Democratic Party, even though he hasn't done anything to warrant that. Instead, he's he's going on vacations with Richard Branson, which is mm-hmm. fine. But don't be telling me he's the leader of this party because so while we have um, President Obama giving a four hundred thousand dollars speech to Wall Street um, investors about health care. Who knows what he'll be talking about because it's going to be closed doors. Yeah. While he's doing that, a poll from ABC News and the Washington Post finds that 67% of Americans say the Democratic Party is out of touch. And I wonder How, why. What, what percentage? 67%. That's a large percentage. That is a very large percentage. It's higher than for the Republican Party, 62% of Americans oh. think the Republican Party is out of touch, and 58% think, 58% of Americans think that President Donald Trump is out of touch. So the best thing that our quote-unquote leader of the Democratic Party could do right now is go and give a $400,000 speech to Wall Street investors. That is pretty infuriating. It, it's pretty bad. Um, <clears throat> nearly half of Democrats themselves say that their party is out of touch. 44%. Wow. So, no one really likes anyone right now, huh? No, and that's our democracy for you. Yeah, we don't right. like anybody. And I wonder what that problem is. It probably is has something to do with the fact that you know, um, money and politics has infested our system. True. It's can it, it's a cancer. It's killing our system from the inside. Mm-hmm. Where I believe it is that ninety seven percent of all local races in the country, the person who raises the most money wins. Oh. Didn't know that, did you? Nope. And the fact that Barack Obama, this guy who ran on a platform of hope and change, now he was going to change the system, is now doing the exact same thing that everybody else does at a time when his party is literally on fire. It is burning and crashing to the ground horribly. The Democrats have no control. They have no control in the House. They have no control in the Senate. I believe 67 of 98, I believe, of state legislators of legislators are um, controlled by Republicans. Mm-hmm. And what does he go and decide to do? He decides to go do a $400,000 speech in front of Wall Street investors brazenly when he doesn't need to do it. Yeah. Further adding to the credence that he is just as out of touch and is just corrupt as all of the rest of his colleagues. It's what a inf- jerk. It disgusts me. It does. Jimmy Carter, yeah, when he got out of office, yeah, went and built houses, mm-hmm. and he was freaking seventy-eight years old, mm-hmm. at, or something. Yeah, maybe not that old. He was in his sixties at least when he got out of office. Um, George W. Bush did the same thing as Obama, but no one likes George W. Bush. Bill Clinton did the same thing that Obama did when he got out of office, and look what happened. His wife tried to run and didn't get elected specifically because of that, because people didn't trust Hillary Clinton. Right. And now we have President Obama, who's brazenly just putting a big middle finger to his base and the people who support him, is deciding, eh, you know, there's other ways that someone can make money, Colin. They can go to a college and give a speech. Yep. They can have a, oh, $65 million book deal mm-hmm. that they can do. But instead, he decides to go and hang out with his rich buddies on Wall Street, because I don't know if you know this, Colin, no Wall Street investor or banker was prosecuted for the crap that they did in the 2008 financial crisis. Not a single one. Wow. And this is them just repaying the favor to someone who I defended in high school. Mm-hmm. Friendships of mine ended because of how I defended Obama in high school. Mm-hmm. And now it's I'm disgusted by him. I honestly can't stand something such a brazen move. That he's done. And people trying to defend it, 
I think, have no foot to stand on. There is no reason that he should be taking this money from these people. It's just corrupting the system at a time when his party doesn't need this to happen. And it, it disgusts me. seems that you're also taking it kind of personally. I'm not taking it personally. I mean, no, I'm not taking it personally. I'm looking at it as a relative outsider. And I'm just mm-hmm. the brazenness. He has no idea. He, him and the rest of his people are sitting in their ivory towers right now, and they just think, oh, if we just tell the little people down on at the bottom floor that we like gay marriage and we like this and equality's good, everything's going to be fine. No, it's not. Because your little, your little window dressing of these issues is, is horrible. I'm honestly disgusted. I could go on for an hour about this, but I won't. Um... I can see in your eyes that you're enjoying the anger that I have right now. This is the most fired up you've been on the Cry Till You Laugh podcast. It, it's, it's a betrayal of mm-hmm. not just me. I mean, I guess you could say I'm taking it slightly personally, but it's a betrayal of the country. Mm-hmm. It really is. I wouldn't argue that. What did President Obama accomplish, honestly? Obamacare exists. And Obamacare is a right-wing health care plan. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, implemented by Mitt Romney. It was, it was invented by Richard Nixon in the 70s. So that's what we got. Mm-hmm. He killed bin Laden. We did Obamacare. And, I don't know, he's created a ton of part-time service sector jobs that are mostly contract mm-hmm. contractors. So that's his legacy. His biggest legacy now is Donald Trump. So, so good, good for him. I'm glad he's going to be getting rich and he can watch his country burn and see how he did nothing to stop it. So, you know... I'm a real fan, honestly. You know, <laughs> I, I miss that guy. You know, yeah. You know, I miss his speeches. I miss Michelle and, and Malaya and Melania. Wait, no, I, I miss the memes. Name. No. <laughs> yeah, you know, so sad he's gone. Wow. What do you got for me, Colin? Do you got anything happier? Well, dang, I already said my important stories. These ones are just kind of lame and fun. I need something a little fun. Now. I need a I need a you know, I need to cool down a bit. Okay. Uh. What would you say if I told you that blood is gushing from some glaciers in somewhere? <laughs> uh, blood. Bu- 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 yeah, well, Human no. blood? But no, but it sure looks like blood. Oh. <laughs> uh, I caught you with the hook. <laughs> I hate those types of stories. Yeah, well, it it didn't even say that. I just said that <laughs> just to get you interested. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what the heck? I'm sorry. There's a redirect notice uh, loading on my web page. Uh, well, I'll tell you what I know while this page loads. Well, uh, yeah, what so was it about? What happened? It's in Antarctica. In, uh, my favorite you continent. Of, you ever heard of uh, Taylor Glacier? I've heard of Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that funny. Uh, my ignorance isn't funny. So there's a glacier. It's called Taylor Glacier. I didn't hear of it. I don't think it's a particularly famous glacier. I don't think there's such thing as a famous <laughs> glacier. I don't believe really. this is a very fa- The only glacier I know is famous is the Titanic Glacier. Yeah, you're right. That That's one kicked glacier. the Titanic's that ass. That one didn't have a name, though. This one's name is Taylor. That one's like the Muhammad Ali of, t- uh, of glaciers. <laughs> it's tough. Um, so scientists have long been puzzled by the origins of the mysterious blood-red waterfall that streams down Taylor Glacier in Antarctica. So, uh, first discovered in 1911, this glacier, um, as it slowly melts, it releases um, pockets of water that is blood-red that s- that seeps out. So what happens is, so there's iron, um, <gasps> iron and salt um, in this water. 
Wait a minute. Can I stop you for one second? Go on, now sir. I'm going to do my science thing. Okay. Now, is the reason that the iron makes it red is because there's iron in our blood and the iron in our blood makes it red? Is that the thing? No. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, iron is like a red thing. Um, so if, if you're familiar with the concept of rust, uh, <laughs> rust is iron oxide, which is when, you know, I like iron mixes with oxygen and then it becomes red rusty stuff. Um, and that's exactly what's happening with this water. There's iron in it. Um, and as this glacier melts, um, this water comes pouring out and it turns red from the oxygen, um, as it becomes exposed to it. But so apparently, uh, people have not really known how there was just all this red water inside of this glacier because the amazing thing isn't that it's red. That's just sort of an interesting thing. Yeah, that so like a picture of it. Be interested. Uh, yeah, that's what it looks like right there. It looks like a rusty glacier. <laughs> it kind of looks like a magma. Like it looks like you know something I'd see on the side of like a, a volcano a little bit. Well, I promise you, it's the exact opposite. It's very cold. I know. <laughs> Um, the salts, uh, so this is a quote from an author who wrote something about this, who, uh, <laughs> published a, published a study, uh, oh in the my Journal God. of you've just taken You've just taken this guy's, like, accomplishment, you're like, he wrote a book or something about this thing, yeah. Uh, well, her name is Jessica Badgley. Oh, I'm sorry, that was very sexist and of me, assuming it was a man. she published a study in, uh, the Journal of Glaciology, which I didn't know existed, but now I do. Uh, the salts in the brine made this discovery possible by amplifying contrast with the fresh glacier ice. So the glacier is fresh water. There's brine and iron in water that's inside of the glacier. Delicious. And um, Wait, so, the glacier is fresh water? Yes. Huh. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so for the research, uh, Jessica Badgley and her team traced... Uh, they trace tracked the brine with radio echo uh, radio echo sounding, a method of studying glaciers and ice sheets with radar that uses two antenna, uh, one to transmit electrical pulses and another to receive the signals. Okay, so um, they went around in grid-like patterns to see what was beneath the ice, and uh, UAF's uh, the Air Force. No, that that's probably a different thing. I don't know what UAF stands for here. Something important, I'm sure. Uh, while it sounds counterintuitive, water releases heat as it freezes, which makes sense, you know, because the heat's leaving it because it's frozen. Um, so water releases uh, heat as it freezes, and that heat warms the surrounding colder ice. Um, Taylor Glacier is now the coldest known glacier to have persistently flowing water. So... The water inside of the glacier freezes, releases heat, melts other parts of the glacier, and then causes this red water to come pouring out of it. And they've only, and so, like I said, this was discovered in 1911, and they've only just, um, like this past week, um, come to conclusions with these uh, studies that they published um, about, like, what causes it and everything that's going on with this Taylor Glacier phenomenon. And I thought it was kind of interesting to learn about the Bleeding Glacier. I would have liked to have known what, like, their explanations for were for back in, like, 1911. It was the Dutch! Well, the Dutch made it red. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's what they said. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a neat little story there. I thought it was cool because not only did it, like, not only did the water come out really red, but they were also able to make sort of a discovery about this 
this naturally occurring thing, which it, it mentioned at one point in the article, um, they people did not realize until recently that a glacier could have like this much liquid water inside of it until they did these studies with these um with these radio antennae. I guess that's one good aspect of if the glaciers melt, we'll have a lot of nice, cool, fresh water. <laughs> Mm, you know, he, all this story about, you know, glaciers melting and cool, fresh beverages makes me want to take a nice, cool sip of like a nice, brisk lemonade or something. That's right, AJ. We've sold out, and brisk is our. Actually, they're not. Yeah, they're brisk, not. Brisk, please sponsor us. But I saw you come in with a brisk today. I was, are we allowed to talk about this? I don't, I don't know to, why are not. Are we allowed to pretend to be sponsored? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then it's that, that's just free advertising at that point. <laughs> yeah. For them. Now, yeah. brisk is delicious. I recommend everyone go buy a brisk today. Yeah. I really hope that's I legal. do like brisk. I mean, that's true. But. I don't think... <laughs> how can that be illegal? We're giving them literally Not free illegal, but like, what do you... Do you think Britain cares? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> hey. Someone's pointing in here and saying thumbs down. Oh, thumbs down that. Oh. oh. I guess... Uh, I guess... I, I guess. hate Britain. No, wait. Uh. <laughs> no, no opinions on brisk. No opinions on brisk. Uh, moving on. Uh, uh, so you have a you have a story you want to talk about? I do. What time is it? Okay, we've got we've got a good amount of time left. This is great. We do. So, Colin, uh, Bernie Sanders and um, Democrats in Congress are planning to introduce a fifteen dollar minimum wage bill. Finally, I think this is some good news. I'm going to be talking about some good news now. Any opinion? But you're AJ. I know. Well, How can you talk about good news? I mean, it's politicky. It's probably not going to pass either. So that's the uh, bad part of it. Did you say politicky? Yeah, politicky. Do you mean uh, political? Sure. Um, <laughs> so it's probably not going to pass. So that's the negative side. I'll just okay. get away. So I'm going to talk about this nice little story, hopefully, and, you know, it's not going to pass. So there we <laughs> go. Um, Senator Bernie Sanders is in charge of a legislative push to raise the federal minimum wage to $15 per hour. Sanders will introduce a $15 minimum wage bill Wednesday. That's tomorrow. Attracting support from some Democrats, such as Senator Patty Murray from Washington Chuck Schumer, and others who have previously supported a smaller minimum wage increase. Representatives Keith Ellison and Bobby Scott will drop a companion bill in the House. That means, you know, the same thing. Ellison has previously pushed for $15 an hour, while Scott joined Murray in calling for a $12 minimum wage hike last Congress. So they couldn't get the 12 Now they're doing the 15 because it's more popular now. Basically. And the... Want to say something? Is that good? A $15 minimum wage? Yeah. Um, well, I did some quick math right mm -hmm. before... You uh, did some math? I did. Well, okay. I didn't. My phone did it. Okay. So, if you were to work 40 hours a week yeah. on a $15 minimum wage, yeah. you earn about $1,600 a week. Okay. So, then I multiplied that by 49 weeks. So, let's just say, for every reason, you need to take 10 days off of the year. Yeah. Uh, so, that's two working weeks, so I did 49. Oh, wait. There's 52 weeks There's in here. There's 52 weeks in here. All right, so let's just say, you know, it's 15 days. Let's just say you had to get 15 days off okay. throughout the whole year. It's about it's $29,400, so not really a lot. Okay. This is honestly the bare minimum, in my opinion. Okay. Um, and there are problems, but this bill is not an immediate increase. Um, it's going to start off, the immediate bill, once it's passed, it's going to immediately increase the federal minimum wage to nine twenty-five. Then it's going to increase it six months after that to about twelve fifty. And then about six months after that, fifteen dollars. So it's not okay. immediately. It's not like gotcha. if this bill was passed, it's going to go seven twenty-five to fifteen. I mean, I think this is a good thing. I think this is what America. I think Americans deserve a raise. Um, yeah. I think it is going to be in the end good for businesses. You know, Seattle 
L.A., these places, they offer $15 minimum wages. And last I checked, they're not, you know, filled with homeless people. Except Seattle <laughs> does have those hundred homeless people that are living in the Space Needle or whatever. I forget the story. Um, <laughs> Thanks for paying attention. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, I don't know. And it made me also think, I was thinking about this, and I saw some econ- economists talk about it. So you know how you talk about that clip about President Bush talking to the lady who said, you know, that she has to work three jobs? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if she's getting paid $15 an hour now, maybe she doesn't need one or two of those jobs anymore. We might actually have a surplus of – we might have, you know, a ton of jobs that need new fillings because, you know, if someone's getting paid $15 an hour and they're working three jobs, they may be able to stop working at one of those jobs. And then that opens up another job. Yeah, that's true. Maybe. Um, I didn't think of that. I mean, are you aware of, I don't know if you know this, I don't know if you've taken an economics class or anything, but we live in a service sector economy. Um, and a service mm-hmm. sector is basically, yeah. you know, that can be a broad range of things. That can be healthcare. That can be basically anything that isn't manufacturing. Right. Um, here's the thing, though. About half of American wage earners earn about $30,000 a year or less. Um, That's not a lot of money. And what's going to happen when we hit a point where our service economy, there aren't any more people who can, you know, afford the services? What's going to happen at that point? So I think it's good that people have money. Uh, I think that helps an economy because when people have money, they spend it. That's true. It's not like rich people where they're just going to buy a couple yachts and then they're going to pocket it. Yeah. If you're a middle class person and you get more money, you're going to spend that. You're going to go to the store and buy more things for your kids. You're going to go out and eat restaurant at dinners more. You're going to go out and buy more things that aren't just McDonald's. In my opinion, at least, I mean, America's highest wage in was in 1968, where... If inflation was counted, the uh, highest minimum wa- the minimum wage at that time was about seventeen dollars to account if it was inflation as to today. Right, right. And that's around the time where our economy was the highest. Then after that, we passed trade deals that exported all the jobs, and you know, let's not get into that. We can get into that next week. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think a I think if someone's working forty hours a week, mm-hmm. they deserve to have. The basic necessities, which is yeah. what that is. They're not going to be living some awesome life. Right. They're going to be, they're going to have a cheap house and they're going to be able to food for, afford food to feed themselves. Yeah. You know, wow, that's <laughs> how entitled they must feel. Yeah. You know, that's, a, that's, I think you're right. Well, thank you. I, uh, I previously was on the fence, probably leaning more towards, uh, thinking that it was not necessarily a good idea to raise the minimum wage to, essentially double what it is now it'd be more than double it, what is it right now 725 so it would be less than double no 725 plus 725 is 1450 right if we raise it to 15 that's right. more than double right yes okay so i was right did i get the math right yeah yes i was <laughs> boom shakalaka don't mess with me. I don't think I was wrong. I think I was talking about it a different way. But okay, I was wrong. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> AJ was right. Do I win the day then? You win. You I don't win. Think I do. You got it. So, you do you think? Well, before this, did you think that the minimum wage should just stayed the same? Um, I could. I think I 
could have stood to see it raised a bit, but I don't. Th I I didn't really think that. I didn't look into it very much, but I assumed that it would cause more problems than people were hastily assuming than that it would fix. I mean, I can understand. That's why that this this isn't going to be immediate. It's not going right. to be like okay, tomorrow the wage is fifteen bucks. It's going right. to go from seven twenty five to nine twenty five, then an increase another six months to about twelve, and then by I believe yeah around twenty nineteen, then it would be around it would be fifteen dollars. Okay, which to me I think that's good. Yeah. Um. Because, I mean, and I know that people say, well, people on minimum wage are, um, you know, all high school students just trying to make some extra cash. And that's just wrong. I mean, this is just anecdotal evidence, but I go to like a Burger King or McDonald's. I don't do it as much anymore. But when I do, I see it's mostly older people working. I mean, people in their late 20s, people in their early 30s. I've seen elderly people working at a um, at a uh Burger King or McDonald's, and with a higher wage, these people won't have to leech off the system as much. Yeah, leech if that's the term we want to use. Walmart right now, Walmart gives its employees information on how to get uh, government benefits once you sign mm -hmm. to work for it, mm -hmm. which is ridiculous. Who's the real leech now? Is yeah. it is it poor people or is it you know Walmart and companies like it who are taking advantage and paying people the least amount they can knowing that us the citizens through our mm -hmm. tax dollars are going to prop those people up mm. through um government assistance because they can't afford anything because they're getting paid what's basically a slave wage that's that's a good point that's just i mean i've looked into it i don't see and and a majority of parent americans vast majority of americans want a minimum wage increase granted 15 isn't only about 48% of Americans want a $15 minimum wage increase. Mm -hmm. And this could just be a government, um, t this could just be a politica. What, it, what was the word I said earlier? Politiki? Politically. Politically tactic. Um, how do we know that Sanders and the Democrats who are supporting him aren't like saying, okay, 15, that's where we're starting at. And how do we know that there won't be some sort of compromise around the $10 mark, the $11 mark for some people? Because I don't know, there could be. I mean, true, maybe somewhere in Montana, some small mom pa shop won't be able to afford um, paying their employees $15 an hour, and that could be a problem. Mm -hmm. um, but something needs to be done. People can't live on seven twenty five anymore. We have, like I said, 50% of wage earners in the U.S., in the richest country in existence that's ever existence, existed, 50% of the people who live here who are working hard are getting paid $30,000 a year or less. Mm -hmm. $30,000 can be a year of college these days. Mm -hmm. It's not sustainable. It's going to collapse our system in the way it is. Yeah. Where that's just my opinion. I'm glad that it seems like you agree. I do agree. You you've swayed me for sure on this issue. Thank you. So, yeah, that's my, you know, makes me hopeful, but then again, it's probably not going to pass. So there's the cynic <laughs> in me. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to be left to the states. Well, we're just going to have to wait and find out. Well, tomorrow we'll see. Yeah. We'll we see will. where it goes tomorrow. What do you got for me, Colin? So let me tell you exactly five minutes. It is now 3.43. Let's do um, one more story for each of us. Well, five. Okay. I mentioned the time because exactly yeah. five minutes ago. Ooh. Uh, timely. The spacecraft, um, the spacecraft Cassini, which is a joint project between NASA, um, Europe the European Space Agency, Commies. and the Italian Space Agency. Oh, mamma mia. Um, the, Cass the Cassini spacecraft uh, 
began its dive through the narrow gap between the planet Saturn and its rings. Oh, this is that thing. Yeah, so... The grand finale? Yes. Uh, so, as with the first grand finale dive, Cassini would be out of contact during closest approach to Saturn um, and was scheduled to transmit data from this dive on uh, May 3rd. So, it began five minutes ago. It's supposed to uh, transmit some data tomorrow. Um, it made the first dive through the region on April 26th and discovered that the region appears to be relatively dust-free. With this information, the Cassini team uh, would move forward with its preferred plan of science observations. So uh, here's a quote from Earl Mays, the Cassini project manager of uh, NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, California. Sounds like a fun job. <laughs> um, he said, the region between the rings and Saturn is the big empty, apparently. Um, Cassini will stay course while the scientists work on the mystery of why the dust level is much lower than expected. Um, so a dustier environment in the gap might have meant the spacecraft's saucer-shaped main antenna would be needed as a shield during most future dives through the ring plane. So this craft does dives through uh like the rings of saturn which just just think just picture like what if what if you were there can you just picture that journey going through like the rings of saturn didn't they do that in jimmy neutron the movie where they put their hand through the through the rings and they were flying to the egg planet to go save their parents doesn't that happen so i do know what it would be like colin that does happen that is not what it would be like (laughs) (laughs) probably blow your hand off yeah it wouldn't really be dust either uh uh, I don't know. Well, some I'm sure there would be dust. I think I might be scared if that was happening. Like you're just free falling through the rings. Yeah. Just, ah. It's so cool. It's exciting to me. Um, so if the if it was a dusty environment, it would have forced changes to how and when Cassini's instruments would be able to make observations. But because they know that it is a less dusty environment, they do not need to use different parts of the spacecraft as a shield and which means that they can make more observations which means that we can learn about dust about saturn space dust no about saturn saturn is all gas right it's a gaseous planet is that what it is i don't know i don't even know how that works like the planets are gaseous planets like how does that work because it's still like a ball so like it can't all be gas like there is ground to it right not necessarily just the way that gravity works, it's just pulled in all this matter that happens to be in a gas state rather than a solid or liquid state. I'm so confused. I need to go to Cooper Hall and learn. So, oh, we should tell that story. Oh boy, our 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 buddy, our buddy Jacob. No, 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 no. Not Jacob Salas. Shout out to Jacob Salas. Jacob Salas, we miss you, buddy. No, I'm talking about our tour at Cooper. You're not gone. We just haven't seen you since yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about our tour at Cooper where I was so out of place in the science building. Oh, that's a good story. <laughs> yeah, let's, you should tell it. I like I'll, it. I'll tell, tell a quick version yeah, of it. Just tell a quick version. We were walking through uh, the science building on campus, Cooper Hall. It is a labyrinthine building. Whoever we built that to... building should not work in architecture ever again. It is very confusing. Hallways coming from all different directions. Not a, not a very good organization i'm going to cut in for one second remember that part we walked in the hallway and there was like five hallways intersecting you were just like what is happening (laughs) it's ridiculous the building is just it's ridiculous it's incredibly difficult to get around it's it's dumb 
if you ask me. Anyway, we were exploring it because it's so mysterious to us since it's so confusing. And uh, we walked into one of the labs that was not being used, um, and there was a big sign on the front that said, no food or drink allowed in the laboratory. Right. And AJ walks up to this this box, and I realize, oh, that's a big old microwave. They use it for some sort of experiments. Maybe it's not even really a microwave, but something like a microwave. And AJ goes, oh, you think people microwave their burritos in here? I said, no. I don't think that they don't uh, they don't allow food in the lab. And then he walks over to this refrigerator and he says, you think there's some tacos and burritos in here? And I said, no, AJ. No, there's no <laughs> you food know, you or say drink like in the this, lab. You know, you say like this, you make me seem really dumb. Uh, yeah, it's because it was really dumb. And then you open it and you said, no, just chemicals. It smells like dead stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and then later on, we were walking past another lab that was thankfully shut tight and locked uh, with a big sign that said, caution, stay out. Uh, radiation. And AJ goes, oh, radiation, I want to be the Hulk. And he tries to open the door. <laughs> oh, man. I really wish there were people around when that happened. <laughs> they would have known immediately, like, you don't belong in here. It was, uh, it was, it was silly. So that knows how much I know about science. The one other time <laughs> I'd been in that building was to play that hide-and-seek game. Oh, yeah. When there were dumb. professors in there, you know, very <laughs> not appreciative of college-aged people running around that building <laughs> late at night while they're trying to do papers. <laughs> Yeah, so that's my knowledge of science. Yeah. No, but that's we cool. We have a nice museum in that building. It's cool. It's fine. It's cool. I like the one picture in there in the corner where it's just like a house buried in snow. I'm like, that's Edinburgh oh, for yep, you. Oh, yep, <sighs> Edinburgh. I've only been in the planet. I've never seen a planetarium show. I really want to see that. Yeah, I think there's one like today or next week. Whoops. Maybe I'll just sneak in. Can you sneak into those or you need to sign up? I don't know. Let's ask Jacob Salas. He'll help us. Oh, stop bringing up Jacob Salas. This Sorry, the Jacob I just Salas love him show. so much. <sighs> But no, uh, the most I, I didn't really get into the whole what's that spacecraft thing called again? Uh, the spacecraft that I was just yeah. talking about, the Cassini. Yeah, the Cassini. I wasn't really that into it until I saw the little Google Doodle about it. Did you see the little Google Doodle? Oh, I didn't. Oh, where it's like you know he's he's going, and he's got like a little face, he's a little anthropomorphic <laughs> satellite Google Google, and he flies past Saturn. Saturn Saturn gives him a selfie, like he smiles, he's like taking pictures, <laughs> then he goes past Saturn, and he's like, oh, what do I do now? Well, it is the grand finale. I'm going to take a selfie of myself. And I was like, oh. That's so cute. I was like, now I get to know. I'll learn about the science story I gotta now. i got to go watch that. <laughs> well, it's going to take forever, right? It doesn't end until September, I don't think. That's when it's going to finally explode. Or not explode, but land on Saturn. Yeah. I, I think know. that's when it happened. It doesn't happen for a while. It's not like it's like next week it's over. Yeah. It, it's going on for a little bit. It was launched in 1997. Yeah. It's and arrived at Saturn in 2004. That's actually pretty quick, isn't that? Seven years? Yeah. Moving pretty fast out there. Space is a big place. It's really spacious. <gasps> is that our joke of the day? That's the joke of the That's day. That's the joke of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I rewatched that movie yesterday. Watch Shrek. Shrek. It does not hold up. It honestly doesn't. Oh, I, every time I rewatch it, I find it. Shrek 2 is good, but Shrek 2 is good. No. Shrek the third. Less good. Shrek, the, original the final chapter, Shrek, also less good. The original Shrek, I don't think it holds up really that well anymore. I Why find is that? I just find Donkey more annoying than funny. Shrek is very unlikable in that movie. Fiona's just kind of... Fiona. I mean, Lord Farquaad's fine. Lord Farquaad's a pretty great character. But, <laughs> you know, it doesn't hold up, in you're, my opinion. You're Lord Farquaad, AJ. I don't, thank you. I'm you're like welcome. a tall Lord Farquaad. You're not that tall. I'm don't a, hit me. <laughs> hey, I'm taller than the average boy. Um... So, I have one last story for the day, Colin. We have a Montana Democrat 
who's running to do something. Oh, he's running for Congress in <laughs> he's Montana. To do something. Oh, no, I just fun saw of a story. Me. I love this story, basically for one reason. Now, it's interesting to point out he is going to reject help from the Democratic National Convention. He doesn't want okay. Tom Perez, the um, spe- the head of the DNC, to go and help him. Yeah. Um, he wants Bernie Sanders to come and help him. But okay. this thing that I first, I want you to take a look at this guy. So, what do you see when oh, you look boy. at him? He's he's where he's uh he's wearing a cowboy hat and a bolo tie. Yeah. He basically looks like a cowboy, right? Yeah, he's a cowboy. Now what if I told you He rides cows. That this that this um this this guy who's running on a populist campaign, he's basically running like a Bernie Sanders. He's saying all the stuff okay. that Bernie Sanders used to say and he wants his help. Bernie Sanders is his idol. What if I told you that Rob Quist, Democrat running for Congress in Montana, his upcoming special election is a frequent performer at a Montana nudist colony. Whoa. Wait, he's a what? He's a performer? He's a performer at a nudist colony. What does he perform? That's what I was interested in, so I looked at the story. He's a locally famous musician, is a frequent performer at the Sun Meadow Resort, Idaho's premier nudist resort. So people in Montana go to this resort in Idaho to go be Uh nudist. I don't even know how that works. Does Idaho have, like... There must be some loophole laws or... No, but I'm saying, like, Idaho doesn't have a coast. Like, don't they usually go on beaches? Isn't it, like, usually, Mm -hmm. like, nudist beaches? Well, nudist beaches are a different thing than nudist colonies. Oh, I guess Nudist beaches are just, like, a thing. Nudist colonies um, are communities. It's Idaho slash Montana's premier nudist resort for guests seeking a, quote-unquote, family nudist experience. A nudist experience for the whole whole family. For the whole family, wow. And this guy, as you saw the picture of... Will perform songs with his guitar. Have you seen Forrest Gump, AJ? Yes. Do you know the scene where Jenny's playing the guitar at a and she's a stripper? Yes. And she's just nakedly playing the guitar. Yes. That's what I'm picturing only with this cowboy man wearing a cowboy hat <laughs> and a t- and a bolo tie. That's what I was but hoping, else. but unfortunately. <laughs> Oh, could you imagine? Like, that's like the picture he hands up for, like, his vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, unfortunately, unfortunately, no. Um, he goes um, to the nudist resort with his daughter, who is the singer. He plays the guitar. Oh. And it, I've looked at the pictures, pages, the pictures on the homepage for this website. Yeah. He is unfortunately clothed. Oh, um, rats. I, I was know. really hoping he'd be naked. He kind of dresses, like, dresses like Fabio. Like, you oh. know, so he kind of <laughs> like has, Fabio. you know, yeah, he has like the uh, you know the khaki pants, like the long sleeved white mm-hmm. collared shirt with mm-hmm. the sleeves rolled up. Like you can picture, he almost, wasn't wearing a cowboy hat in the pictures I saw. It's almost funnier to just picture him dressed like Fabio, surrounded by naked people. I mean, he's like an old guy too. Yeah. he's like at least in his mid fifties. It's intre- I wonder what he sings about. Can you make up a song about nudist colonies off the top of your head, real quick? Well, we're all just hanging here with our Life's out and other <laughs> things too. I don't know. I, I, I'm that not was pretty good. good. Was it? I don't think so. I mean, his daughter's the one who sings, so she's like, Everybody, take your clothes off. Everybody, take your clothes off. <laughs> they, just, they just sit experience. on the stage and they go, <laughs> No, they stand. It's they stand. hot in here. So take off all, all your, your clothes. clothes. It's like, no, Oh, you already did. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I feel like but it. it is rather warm. Can someone open a window? <laughs> no, they're outside, Colin. Oh. Yeah, this is all outside. Yeah, from the pictures I've seen That makes before. sense. Um, yeah. He is like a star at this nudist colony. Um, he returned to the news resort uh, for a second time in 2011 for a concert with his daughter, Halliday Quist, uh, according to the American Association for What's Nud- his daughter's name? 
Um, Holiday? Holiday. H-A-L-L-A-D-A-Y. Holiday Quist. That would be the name that someone who performs at Nudist Colonies would name their daughter. Yeah. (laughs) Um, um, He was a headliner for the 2011 and the 2012 um, Skin to the Wind Festival of Fun. (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. Why do they name it that? I don't know. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) She... uh, this is sad. I didn't even know this. He's unfortunately had to stop playing at the news resort because of his congressional run. His daughter oh, still no. plays, though. That's good. Does she play the guitar as well? Does she just do it all by herself, or does she hire someone to play the guitar in place of her dad? I don't know. I can see more according to her website, but I'd rather not look. Um, unfortunately, his campaign and representatives at the resort aren't really talking about how good he is at the <laughs> resort. Like, There's no comments. They're just saying, yes, he's performing. He's got to be great, though, because they kept asking him to come back. Yeah. Like, I would sell this more and more and more. <laughs> like, you know, he could be like, I'm a great musician. I, I make pe- I I am so good at playing music that I convince families to come and listen to me play with their clothes off. Vote for me. Oh my oh my god. What if he has to what if he goes and performs mm-hmm. and then Bernie Sanders goes and to you know, he gets into the nudist experience with him. <laughs> Bernie Sanders is like, I wanna come see one of your concerts. Okay, that is not what he so sounds he like. So he comes, that's what he sounds like. And then he goes, but like he can't get in unless he's naked. Oh no. So he just he does it. He would do that. I want to understand the quarrels and the concerns of the nudist community. That's not a good Bernie Sanders. Uh, I thought it was decent. You normally do a very good Bernie Sanders, but you weren't doing it very well right now. I want you to join me in taking off my clothes. (laughs) That's not that good. Yeah, it's not very good, but Uh, it was funny. So I hope he wins. Yeah, me too. I didn't look anything into his actual policies. Bernie likes him, so that means I'm probably going to like him. (laughs) Yeah, probably. And he likes to perform at nudist colonies. I recently, with his guitar. I recently started using Twitter, and oh. I followed Senator Bernie Sanders. Did he talk about nudist colonies? No, but I just, oh, I love that man. He's just so right about things. So old, <laughs> though. It's so sad. Yeah, he's pretty old. He'll be dead. No, don't say that. He'll live no, forever. that's how I'm going to end it. That's the sad news. AJ no. sad news. Bernie Sanders will die relatively soon. How dare you Bernie say Sanders that? will die before you are married. Prediction. That's probably true. I don't think I'm going to get married for a long time. Yep, there you go. Probably before I get married, too. Yeah. That means I won't be able to get married and have a thought in my brain of, I'll be married while Bernie Sanders is alive. So I'll be very sad on my wedding day. I'll cry. <laughs> it's like, why are you crying? Because Bernie, Bernie Sanders, Sanders died three years ago. <laughs> it's like, oh, this isn't going to oh, work boy. out. Wow, we're out of time. We that are. went fast. It did. So, Colin, yes, we sir. got one more episode next week. Yeah, one episode of this season. <laughs> so, everybody... Enjoy the last week, regular week of school. Enjoy this horrible weather. Yeah, it's I think it's awful. raining again. Yeah, great. Um, study for your finals. Yeah, and we will be back next week for a you know very normal, not special episode. I think it's gonna be kind of special. What are we gonna do? I don't know. We'll talk about the experience of finals. I want to do something special. We'll think about we'll it. Yeah, we'll think about it. It'll either be normal or special. You won't know till next Tuesday. Alrighty, guys. See you next week. Yep. Thanks for tuning in to 88.9 WFSD Fighting Scots Radio. You're listening to the Cry Till You Laugh podcast with AJ Marie and Colin Mazur. Visit our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Cry Till You Laugh. Bye. Bye.